Welcome to another episode of Film the Blank Podcast. We're going to educate, hopefully, um, sound a little bit intelligent here. I'm with John Bunk, someone that's been on the original podcast. What's up, John? What's up? Uh, it's Bunky, sorry. Bunky. Yeah. I keep saying Bunk. I don't know, Bunk just sounds... It's... Yeah, I know. It's because it's spelled B-U-N-K-E, so you'd think it's silent, but it's not... Well, this podcast isn't focused on John's last name, but it's actually, um, I wanted to get John's experience about traveling to uh, different places, especially, uh, I guess Syria would be the the main thing, right? Just certain parts of Syria? Yeah, well, I've actually never been to Syria, but I've I've been, I've lived in Jordan, and it was while a lot of uh, stuff was going on in Syria, like, during the war, so I was pretty close to it all but i wasn't ever like near like there you know well i wanted to talk to you about because i asked you to shoot me a topic of what you're interested in you said the syrian civil war what's going on over there well i narrowed it down a little bit because that's such a large scale topic but we're going to talk about the doma chemical attack yeah yeah um So basically, on 7th of April 2018, a chemical attack in the Syrian city of Douma reportedly killed at least 70 people. The attack was attributed to the Syrian army by rebel forces in Douma. Non-governmental aid and medical workers there and a number of countries, including the United States, most NATO members, and the the European Union, so Syria and Russia's defense ministry stated that the attack did not happen and video evidence for it was staged and directed by the British intelligence. So from your, um, without even thinking about that description, what is your general knowledge of this chemical attack? Okay, so the region it happened in was a suburb of the capital city of Syria, Damascus, and that suburb was called, or is called Eastern Ghouta, and the specific alleged chemical attack happened in the neighborhood called Duma, which was under the control of a group called Jaish-e-Islam, which is like a more moderate Islamic uh, rebel group in Syria. That, is it like an ISIS kind of in a way? No, they, they're actually, they actually fight ISIS. They actually put up a video on their website of them shotgunning, executing a bunch of ISIS fighters. Damn. So... Yeah, they sound like a. Bunch they're a little. Of good they're news. a little. They're still. They're still um based on Islam, but they're they're a little more moderate. So, they're not like full on ISIS jihadi, like cutting off people's heads. I mean, they've they've put up videos of them cutting off ISIS heads. They're a little bit in our standards, morally ethical. That their current position is for um, a Syrian government representative of all the diverse minorities of Syria. Get it done, people. You got rebels out there. So, yeah, that group controlled a few neighborhoods in eastern Ghouta called Duma, like, up to 2017, when the the Syrian army took it back. But that whole region of eastern Ghouta was under siege by the Syrian government from, I think, 2013. So it was basically a slow siege. It's just to... Um, decrease the health of everyone within the region wear down like the population and the fighters within so the syrian army it was surrounding that region for years before they closed in on it Uh, modern siege warfare is used by 
well, Syria has pretty much been one of, one of the only countries to use modern siege warfare, like, in the past, like, 20 years. And they've had a lot of advances with, uh, like, technology and siege warfare. So it, it um, limits the number of troops that your side, like, casualties on your side, but, but, and, um, but it takes a long time. So it's basically, like, you don't need that many, that many... Um, soldiers for a siege but it's just like you have to expect it's going to take like a few years yeah yeah, yeah. so that then the syrian army could send troops like elsewhere in the country you know yeah well it's like an outpost in a way they just turned it into a yeah. rest stop so yeah that was what was going on with um this this region where duma is before the the chemical attack so on April 14, 2018, the United States, France, and the United Kingdom carried out a series of military strikes against multiple government sites in Syria. On July 6, 2018, an interim report was issued by the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons. Various chlorinate organic chemicals, such as dichloroarctic acid, trichloroacetic acid, Chlorfornoril. These chemicals have some like big ass names. Oh man. yeah. That's where it gets me about medical companies trying to disguise. Um, like if I gave you a medication like prescription, and I said you take some meth, you'll be all right. You're not gonna take it. But if I change the name up a little bit, call it <clears throat> like myamol triple mean or something, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's yeah. a doctor prescribed drug. <clears throat> So, bornyl chloride, chloral hydrate, were found in samples along with residues of explosive, but the designated laboratory, number three, stated that no CWC scheduled chemicals or nerve agent-related chemicals were detected. In September 2018, the UN Commission of Inquiry on Syria reported, throughout 7th of April, numerous aerial attacks were carried out in Duma, striking various residential areas. A vast body of evidence collected by the commission suggests that at approximately 7.30 p.m., a gas cylinder containing a chlorine payload delivered by helicopter struck a multi-story residential apartment building located approximately 100 meters southwest of Sohola Square. The commission received information on the death of at least 49 individuals and the wounding of up to 650 others. While it was initially unclear which chemicals had been used in 2019, the OPCWFFM, which is the fact-finding mission, re report concluded regarding the alleged use of toxic chemicals as a weapon on 7th of April 2018 in Duma, the Syrian Arab Republic the evaluation and analysis of all the information gathered by the FFFM, witnesses, testimonies, air, uh, environmental and biomedical sample analysis results, toxicological and ballistic analysis from experts, additional digital information from witnesses provide or reasonable grounds that the use of toxic chemicals as a weapon took place. This toxic chemical contained reactive chlorine. The toxic chemical was likely mo molecular chlorine, the OPCW said it found no evidence to support the government's claim that a local facility was being used by rebel fighters to produce chemical weapons. So, hearing all that, I know that was a lot to probably digest, but um, it's, it's the fact that they, since they didn't find technically any like sturdy evidence, 
that it they they chalked it up to it was not you know it wasn't an actual attack it wasn't a chemical attack they weren't experiencing with chemical weapons even though residue bomb canisters all this stuff was found you know they're getting eyewitness reports of people that were there people that were injured people that died and it's like they still didn't have sufficient enough evidence to conclude that. And many sites such as BBC came out with articles in like February 19th of 2019 stating it was all staged footage and all this stuff. Like all the photos that got released had already been cycling through mainstream through multiple different attacks. And then other sites like the Washington Post and New York Times showed evidence on the information for its conspiracy of fake footage. And just everyone's like kind of coming out saying it's it's fake. These people have fake stories. People have fake lives. Like they're getting eyewitness accounts. They're getting shown to the area. But since there was no, the government's official report says there wasn't sufficient evidence is enough to bolster their deal on it. That's it. It's that's final. There's there's obviously no evidence. But if you what we're going to talk about more into, they didn't really find any evidence for specific reasons. It was kind of a cover-up in a way. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit of background. The Syrian Arab Republic forces have used chemical weapons many times before. So, it, just even hearing that, you would think, why wouldn't they do it again? Like, why is it? Why is this special attack, because they got caught, be covered up? So, according to the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons and the United Nations Investigations, Human Rights Watch has documented 85 chemical weapon attacks in Syria since 2013. People reported incidents of chemical weapons used specifically in Douma in January 2018. Russia vetoed a potential United Nations mission to investigate the Arms Control Association reported two smaller chlorine gas attacks on Douma on March 7th and March 11th. So Duma had been under rebel control since October 18, 2012, and with the rest of eastern Ghouta, Ghouta, is that how you say it? Yeah, Ghouta, yeah. under siege since April 2013. I do, It's called the Rif Dimashk Offensive from mm-hmm. February to April of 2018, codename Operation D- Damascus, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Damascus Steel, a military offensive launched by the Syrian Arab Army and its allies on February 18, 2018, to capture the rebel held territory. The Jaysh al Al Islam, is yeah, al Islam, rebel coalition controlled Douma. By mid March, rebel territory in eastern Ghouta had, re- had reduced to three pockets one in south around Hamoria, held by Fay Lao. Do you know how to say his name? Falak Al-Rahman. Yeah, I don't, I don't a, know. A second in the west around Harasta held by Ahar Al-Sham. Why can't they just name their kids like Rob those, or John? Those are groups. Ahar Al-Sham and then the other one, I, I don't know that one. What's the fascination of naming your group something really cool? I mean, we've all had clans in like Call of Duty or Modern Warfare. Yeah. Or well, like, these are these are all in Arabic, so it's hard, it's harder for us to to say them and understand what they mean. That's where I need to be more culturally influenced. On 31st of March, the last of the evacuations were conducted and the Syrian army declared victory in eastern Ghouta while the rebels that were still holding down in in Douma were given an ultimatum to surrender by the end of the day. So the reports, down to all these false claims in a way, 
A chemical attack in Duma occurred on April 7, 2018. The Union of Medical Care and Relief Organizations, a humanitarian organization that supervises medical services in the region, attributed 70 deaths to the attack. On-site medics reported smelling a chlorine-like odor, but that symptoms and death toll pointed to something more noxious, such as sarin nerve agent, caused the deaths. A video from the scene showed dead men, women, and children with foam at their mouths. The Syrian American Medical Society reported over 500 injured people at Duma were brought to local medical centers with symptoms indicative of exposure to a chemical agent. Sams also said a chlorine bomb struck a Duma hospital killing six people and that another attack was mixed agents affected a building nearby. According to the Syrian opposition groups, witnesses also reported a strong smell of chlorine and said effects appeared stronger than in previous similar attacks. Syrian opposition activists also posted videos of yellow compressed gas cylinders that they said were used during the attack. Based on the symptoms and speed with which the victims were affected, medical workers and experts suggested either a combination of chlorine with another gas or a nerve agent was used. Several medical monitoring and activist groups, including the White Helmets, reported the Syrian army helicopters dropped barrels off on the city of Duma. The bombs caused severe convulsions in some residents and suffocated others. So... If you notice, during that whole thing I was reading, they really, really highlighted the fact that activists against the Syrian government were the mm -hmm. ones that were witnessing this. They really highlighted that out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they were trying to show that they're already against the Syrian government, so it, mm -hmm. they're trying to make the story sound more fake than it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, Even though they have all this evidence, they don't have the... They only have evidence a few times in the thing yeah it's a it's really one-sided but also you have to remember that th these people are are living in this region that has been besieged for years so obviously they're gonna not like the people besieging them and plus no um outside journalists can get in that region so all all the information you get out of there are from people actually living in there who have been there since probably 2013 i mean it took it took 11 days for the um, when the United Nations um, basically set out a plan to go there and gather evidence on this mm -hmm. incident. It took them 11, no, not even 11, it took them 14 days yeah. to get in there. Because they got there and they're like, you can't come in. They're like, well, we have the signed thing from the United Nations saying we're allowed to come in here and yeah. search for evidence. It's not, this is not the right time right now. I'm pretty sure they were even fired on at one point. Yeah, it was, Um, that was 11, that was 11 days in. Yeah. Then it was an extra four days because they had two sites they were supposed to examine. Mm -hmm. well, they ended up examining three. But they went to the first two sites. The first one they went to, there was a riot of people. So they couldn't gather enough sufficient evidence. There was literally nothing there after 11 days. So the Syrian yeah. government has already been there. Someone's cleaning up. Cleaning up, up yeah. evidence, yeah. You know, trying to wash their hands and everything. Mm -hmm. And then the second site they went to, they were actually fired upon in a rebel group. Um, was fired upon them and they, had to, they were forced to leave. Yeah. And they didn't get until the third site they were supposed to check. They grabbed a little bit of evidence of mm -hmm. concluding, like, chlorine and all that type of yeah, chemical Yeah, but not agents. enough for, like, the c For a conviction. sustainable conviction, yeah. yeah. 
So the aftermath. The day after the chemical attack, all rebels controlling Duma agreed to deal with the government to surrender the area. In the early hours of April 9, 2018, an airstrike was conducted against Tyus Military Air Base. Two Israeli F-115s jets reportedly attacked the airfield from Lebanese airspace, firing eight missiles of which five were intercepted. According to claims by Russia, the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights Monitor, at least 14 people were killed and more were wounded. Al-Mazdar News reported seven Iranian or Iranian soldiers among the dead. On the 10th of April, member states proposed competing UN Security Council resolutions to handle the response to the chemical attack. The US, France, and UK vetoed a Russian proposed UN resolution. Russia had also vetoed the US proposed resolution to create a new investigative mechanism to look into chemical weapon attacks in Syria and determine who is responsible. On the 14th of April, France, the United Kingdom, and the United States launched airstrikes against four Syrian government targets in response to the attack. The airstrikes were claimed to successfully destroy the chemical weapon capabilities of Syria. Nevertheless, according to the Pentagon, the Syrian Arab Republic still retains the ability to launch chemical weapon attacks. So it really fascinates me how all these countries are so obsessed with the idea of chemical warfare Mm -hmm. and they're willing to test it on their own population to get the results done. It's just, it's crazy how we can put restrictions on so many, like we can't allow Germany to be using chemical weapons again. We can't use Korea, like when when they're dealing with that, like we're trying to control over there to end that. Mm -hmm. And the Syrian government has it. It seems like as soon as everyone but America has weapons that they're advancing towards, it's like, all right, we need to cut this out before this becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. Because we already are the dominant force with chemical weapons. You know, that and China are probably the two supreme forces, besides the the other major superpowers out there. Mm -hmm. But it's it's really hard to focus where we're trying to control other people that have, first of all, a different culture than us, and then also, you know, different established goals in the long run. We, We see them as a threat. We don't see them as friends. As much as we talk about a united nations, you know, it's not that at all. We're more divided than we are united. That was a good way of putting that. Thank you for bearing with me with my readings and stuff, because I know it's it's definitely hard reading it off paper. So it's like I'm oh, sitting yeah. here trying to, like try, trying to trying to shift it through the sand a little bit too myself. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit different than free talking. But I like it because you when you edu- I, like I said when you find yourself you educate yourself more on a topic you get a little bit more interested in it mm-hmm. and you learn a little bit more about it. Like I didn't know this was going on. This just happened last year, and it's yeah. we're still dealing with it in February so that's last month so going to media commentary CBS journalist Seth Doan also traveled to Duma on 16th of April where a neighbor reported a choking gas that smelled like chlorine a man took him to the alleged site of the impact and showed where the remains of a missile rested Elliot Higgins a citizen journalist and blogger investigating the Syrian civil war concluded based on geographical video and open source evidence that the chlorine gas was dropped by helicopters coming from Dumer Air Base or Dumar. Yeah. Why can't they just have a name like Dumb Air Base or something? 
Military officials in London, Paris, and Washington also insisted the attacks came from Dumer. So, like, if you notice, uh, what they really highlight in all of these articles, and I, I try to find multiple different sources, too. This doesn't just come from one source. I have stuff from the summary in the very beginning that comes from Wikipedia, and then other things like from... You know, BBC News, Washington Post, New York Times, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a bunch of different articles and trying to get, see what everybody's mostly agreeing upon. Mm -hmm. And then trying to, uh, w while reading it, trying to shift through the, what I claim to be, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, if you're reading something that one person educates you on, you're going to be one-sided opinion. So I'm trying to get both sides of the perspective here. So the Guardian reported testimony from witnesses that medical personnel in Duma faced extreme intimidation from Syrian officials for them to remain silent and about their patients' treatment. They and their families have allegedly been threatened by the Syrian government. Medics who tried to leave the area were said to have been heavily searched in case they were transporting samples. The Guardian described Russian state media as pushing two lines that they have spoken to witnesses denying the occurrence of any attacks, and that they have found chlorine-filled canisters in Duma used for rebel attacks later blamed on the regime. So there's, before these medics, these, all right, so these are medical professionals that are treating these people that are dealing with these toxic nerve agents and that have gone through this stuff. We're not even taking their credit of them saying what they've seen and what they were witnessing. You know, I'm pretty sure if we just hooked a lie detector test up to them, we would know if they were being honest or not. But it, it also boils down to the fact is that false information. Maybe they don't understand what a real chlorine attack is. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you investigated a chlorine attack? All I remember is the chemical shower in school that I always wanted to <laughs> yeah. just pull the lever on. Because it's just hanging there. You can't have a shower in the middle of class and yeah. expect some kid not to play with the thing. <laughs> But it comes to, they were searched heavily, so definitely whatever the Syrian government did there, they didn't want getting out any farther. They were trying to contain it in a way. It reminds me of us, um, the Simpsons with Springfield, where they put them in a dome. Seems like the government's way of getting rid of problems is kind of pushing it all into one area and then chemical firing it down the road. Yeah. So after six months of examining the evidence, interviewing witnesses, and consulting with experts such as Higgins and Theodore Postal of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, James Harkin concluded in concluded that the intercept the Syrian army helicopters dropped two chlorine canister bombs on Duma on April 7, 2018. Harkin noted that many chlorine attacks is launched by Syrian forces in the past and had resulted in no casualties hypothesizing that in contrast to much more lethal sarin gas, Syrian forces likely employed chlorine at Duma to induce panic among the population rather than to kill many people. One of the cancer, or canisters never released its payload and caused no deaths, but the other canister struck the weak roof of an apartment complex at an unsuspected angle, releasing a very high concentration of chlorine that killed the people beneath it in a matter of minutes. According to Harkin, the frightened residents seen flocking to a nearby hospital and being doused with water and viral footage were not survivors of the chemical attack, but victims of conventional weapons and smoke inhalation. So we, ha 
we have a report of finding a canister that didn't explode, but we don't have the actual canister. Yep, that's... So, what was that Syrian government doing there for 11 days? And we don't have the evidence of the actual canister that didn't explode, that yep. was holding these agents. Or did that canister even exist? I mean, like, There's... why... What, like... It's most likely that the Syrian government did do this, but also there's a chance that they didn't do this because why would they why would they um use a chemical attack? They're already win they're already winning the war. They're already gonna win back that region, like in a matter of like weeks or months. There what what's the point of com- committing political suicide by by um power man sending a chemical attack? I mean Every like the whole world has eyes on them. Like the U.S. even said, like to Syria, if they use any more chemical attacks, we'll strike you with force. Like I said, it's it's a it's a power struggle, dude. Mm-hmm. It's we're all trying to advance ourselves even more. Like why do we create an iPhone ten? Why are we creating the fastest iPhone? Why do we keep going farther and farther down the rabbit hole when we're already at our good level enough as it is? Why can't mm-hmm. we just take a break and relax? But we're we're obsessed. Our obsession with curiosity and our obsession with wanting more and more and more. You know, it's like you go to a Chinese restaurant. Dude's cooking you rice, and you're eating rice. And next thing you know, you're like, "That was good. I want some more." You know, you're. It's that. It's that human just need or nature to want more. Yeah. So, a report released by the Global Public Policy Institute. A Berlin-based think tank determined that chlorine attacks accounted for 91.5% of all confirmed chemical weapon attacks attributable to the Assad regime throughout the war. You like that? That was spelled right. I know that for a fact. The Assad regime. Including on the April 7, 2018 attack on Duma, the report, here's where I go, down the hole, supported by the Federal Foreign Office of Germany and the Robert Bosch Siftung held Assad regimes responsible for 98% of all recorded chemical weapon attacks over the course of the Syrian civil war and believes its use of chemical weapons is best understood as part of its overall war strategy of collective punishment of populations in opposition-held areas. So because they have a different view, and they're against them, they think it's right, and they're chalking it up to it's a right of basically being at a disagreement or war, in a way. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Commenting on the OPCW FFM report of 2019, Bellingcat remarked that the detail provided continuous to make it clear that Duma attack was yet another chlorine attack delivered by helicopter using the same type of modified gas cylinders as seen in previous chlorine attacks. So that's the final report from the OPCW, which is the operation that focuses on the chemical weapons. So... Let's talk about the investigation. We talked about it before where it took all this time to get there and then they were had to, they were basically postponed by the Syrian government to not go in. Mm-hmm. So this is where it leads to on the 10th of April, the Syrian and Russian governments invited, so they invited us over, the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, which is known as the OPCW, to send a team to investigate the attacks. The investigators arrived in Duma on April 14th. However, their access to the site was blocked by Russia and Syria, 
who cited security concerns. You invited us over, and now you're not letting us in. Mm. I mean... Imagine if I sent you a birthday invite, and then when you got here, sorry, yeah. if you didn't bring a gift, you're not coming in. I mean, it could it could have been legitimate security concerns. I mean, if that team went in and got killed by like a rebel group or something, it would have been blamed on Syria and Russia. But most likely, wasn't a security concern because they already had control of the area. They already took took most of the rebel fighters out. I don't think they were thinking that we would accept the invitation so quickly. Yeah, that that that's probably the case too. They were like, let's just send the invite out. They're probably not going to accept it for a couple months so we have time and then, you know, we sent as soon as they sent the email, we hit the bringing friends that were plus one on the yeah. envelope. So, on the 17th of April, the OPCW was promised access to the site but had not entered Duma and was unable to carry out the inspection because a large crowd gathered at one site. While the, recon the reconnaissance team came under fire during a reconnaissance visit to another site, which is what you were talking about, um, of the purported chemical weapons attack, according to the OPCW director, on arrival at Site 1, a large crowd gathered and the advice provided by the UNDSS was that the that reconnaissance team should withdraw and at site 2 the team came under small arms fire and an explosive was detonated the reconnaissance team returned to Damascus however the OPCW statement did not lay blame on any party for the incident because there's no proof yeah could have just been a freak accident, or we know that there's trauma going on over there, but it kind of seems like we finally get in after, you know, a four-day travel just to get denied access there, and then finally getting in 11, after 11 days, and then riots and militia spanning over a total time of the investigation leaving 14 days. That's a little bit ridiculous mm -hmm. to think that someone's not being paid off to do something. The United States believes the Syrian government is stalling the OPCW to give itself time to remove evidence. So that's from the official report from this director of the OPCW. So on April 19th, OPCW still was unable to access the sites. According to a U.S. State Department spokeswoman, there was a credible information that Russian officials are working with the Syrian regime to deny and to delay these inspectors from gaining access to Duma and to sanitize the location of the suspected attacks, removing incriminating evidence of chemical weapons use. Now, that in our mind goes... Oh, that might enlighten some things. That that definitely brings some of the, you know, that, that chalks up for some of the conspiracies of, you know, not being able to go in there. But it's coming from some one person's view. So it's like she doesn't have the evidence to prove that it is a cover-up. And then it's, it's a little bit ridiculous. I mean, what do you think? You definitely think it's a cover-up. Yeah, I mean, it's a cover-up, but what I'm not sure about is... A cover-up for who? It seems like Russia has involvement in it, which is weird because we think of Russia as, like, an ally a little mm. bit. Just because, you know, we got into war conflicts with them. A lot of crazy experiments the government has been found out about that they can't deny. There's, it's now archived. Mm. Is um, what happened during the Cold War. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know a whole lot about the Cold War. 
A little. I know so many secret government experiments about the Cold War, man. I got deep into that freaking (laughs) rabbit hole, man. It's crazy to think. So, at the warehouse and the facility suspected by the authorities of the Syrian Arab Republic of producing chemical weapons in Douma, information was gathered to assess whether these facilities were associated with the chemical production of weapons or other toxic chemicals that can be used for weapons. From the information gathered during the two on-site visits to these locations, there was no indication of either facilitating or being involved in the production of chemical warfare agents or toxic chemicals for use as weapons. During the visit to Location 2, which is known as the Cylinder on the Roof, Syrian Arab Republic representatives did not provide the access requested by the FFM team to some apartments within the building. So already they're, they finally get in, but they're restricted. They're watched. So you're not going to f- be able to function or work properly if you feel like all eyes are on you and you're being restricted to what you can and can't test. Yeah, exactly. So the Syrian Arab Republic representatives stated that they did not have the authority to force entry into locked apartments. All right, so I could just throw all the evidence in one room and lock the door. And say, sorry, we can't go in there. It's against the law. When are they going to follow the law? <laughs> what? Like, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. So on July 6, 2018, the fact-finding mission of the OPCW published their interim report. The report stated this. The, result, the results show that no orf, organ no phosphorus nerve agents or their detrigation products were detected in the environmental samples or in the plasma samples taken from alleged casualties along with explosive residues various chlorinated organic chemicals were found in samples from two sites for which there is a full chain of custody in 2019 the opcw ffm report concluded Regarding the alleged use of chemicals as a weapon on the 7th of April 2018 in Duma, the Syrian Arab Republic, the evaluation and analysis of all the information gathered by the FFM, witnesses, testimonies, environmental and biomedical sample analysis results, toxicological and ballistic analysis from experts, additional information from witnesses provided reasonable grounds that the use of a toxic chemical as a weapon took place. The toxic chemical contained reactive chlorine. The toxic chemical was likely molecular chlorine. The OPCW said it found no evidence to support the government's claim that a local facility was being used by rebel fighters to produce chemical weapons and did not state who was to blame for the attack. So they have all this evidence from all the medical records, all these eyewitness testimonies, all this environmental and biomedical samples, all the toxicological samples and mystical analysis from experts but we still have don't have any traction to actually convict them so yeah like it's 100 percent for sure that a chemical attack occurred but there's not enough evidence to provide who carried it out i seen it i seen it with my eyes i saw it happen can't tell me what i can't saw but i did not see it so it's the same belief of god we don't have any sufficient evidence that he's real but we have accounts and testimonies and apparent samples. It's the same aspect of it. You're not going to believe something unless you've seen it or you've read it yourself. So, some wrap-up thoughts. 
An estimated 500 people went to Syrian health facilities with signs and symptoms consistent with exposure to toxic chemicals after the attack on the rebel-held town of Douma at the weekend, according to reports passed to the World Health Organization, which is known as the WHO. So the WHO demands immediate unhindered access to the area to provide care to those affected to assess the health impacts and to deliver a comprehensible public health response, said Peter Salma, the agency's Deputy Director General for Emergency Preparedness and Response. UN aid agencies do not have access to most of the enclave of eastern Ghouta, including Douma, where the alleged attack occurred. The Syrian government has denied responsibility for the attack. The report from the WHO's partners in Syria adds to mounting evidence of the use of toxic gas in the attack and which killed at least 42 people and has raised the prospect of American airstrikes against forces loyal to the regime of Bashar al-Assad. That's right. So that's the, you know who Bashar al-Assad is, President of Syria. Yes. All right. Do you want to inform me a little bit about him? Because I'm not, or do you not educate it on it? Well, um... Uh, he's, overall, he's a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, when he first came into the presidency, he started out as a pretty good guy, but Basically, then he got influenced yeah. by all his dad's, like, government, of all his dad's friends who were still in the government and Someone turned into more of an authoritative figure. Th- yeah. It's, um, it's basically for people who don't know, it's Castro. That's what he is. He's a, he's a dictatorian yeah. in a way. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a dictator. He's a dick. Different ideology than Castro, but still a dictator. Pretty ruthless. It's you know, so. What's your whole thoughts on this whole situation, man? Like, I want to hear everything from everything from what I've read, from what you probably tried to shift through from what I've said, yeah. and everything you've read. What is your overall like analysis of this situation? Are you happy that you are more educated on the scenario of this? Or do you wish you kind of still stay in the dark, like a lot of people don't even understand what this whole attack is? Yeah, well, I'd rather be educated on on it, even though there's nothing I can, like, personally yeah, do. Yeah, even though you don't want it to be happening, yeah, you'd yeah. rather at it's, least know it's happening. should at least know what's going on, because it is happening. Do you feel like that it's something, if someone would have read it to you, not like how I read it, but someone what are like just popped it up on the news in a quick 30 second blip that you'd be able to fully get into it and go find your own research on it oh yeah yeah do you think that the modern person would be able to do that i mean it depends if they're if they're interested enough and they have access to resources do you feel like that's a problem with the news making certain points or certain things highlighted as more interesting or more time developing like put more time into it than others yeah, I think that's the biggest problem, especially with American news, is that something like this happens, it'll be like a quick, like, 10-second, like, thing, like, oh, another chemical attack in Syria, or maybe it would even be, like, in the little bar under under the news. Yeah, and it seems like when it comes to the news, we're more focused on what Trump's doing or what's yeah. happening in our immediate facility. I would like to know what we're doing in other countries and why... I go to the store and the people that are from there hate me. Yeah, or maybe why the gas prices just went up by like 40 cents in the past week. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. It took 15 bucks to fill up my uh, car when it was only a quarter down. Yeah, and there's definitely a reason for it. 
not in not in the news or if it is in American news it's not popularized not, yet. Not enough where you'll notice it. It's Trump. Blame it on him. I don't know about that. It's just it's crazy to think that, you know, we got our hands in our own pockets, but at the same time we got our hands in everyone else's trying to control everything. Like we seem like we're trying to be the all master puppet. You know, the puppet guy. We're trying to be the puppet master. And it's yeah, like well, it's not fair. It's like, keep keep um keep keep uh um, this is what how i see american american news versus the american government keep your news just based on what's going on in this country and let the american government be the the moral the moral figure throughout the world without its own people actually being with its own people being kept in the dark about what's really going on outside this country it's it's just so crazy to think man i mean just even reading this and reading it again actually like out loud and to somebody it's a lot of what i think of with education systems where they teach us you know i could see where a teacher could get interested in a subject and i definitely think students like definitely need to write a little bit more notes but you know it's a lot easier said than done so Medics on the ground in Duma besieged the town under the opposition control in the eastern enclave of eastern Gouda near Damascus, reported that hundreds of patients arrived on Saturday night with symptoms of exposure to toxic chemicals. They said the symptoms, which included frothing at the mouth, suffocation, dilated and constricted pupils, corneal burns, central cyanosis, a blue tinge to the skin, and a chlorine-like odor, were consistent with exposure to an organ of phosphorus compound sarin gas is such a chemical so it they chalk it up to the symptoms being the sarin gas basically but yeah. just because all these people i mean you're not frothing at the mouth unless you've been poisoned by something yeah it's 100% a chemical attack like happens. first of all you don't froth at the mouth suffocate and then have burns and central cyanosis and smell like chlorine if you're not exposed to some type of chemical agent. Mm -hmm. The attack appears to have prompted a surrender deal the following day by local rebels. Jaish al-Islam, the dominant opposition group in Duma, agreed to leave the town along with thousands of civilians for northern Syria after weeks of saying that they had no intention of agreeing to a deal that would lead to their forcible exit. So finally, after all this force and all this stuff, they're just like, all right, maybe we should just go and just get over this stupid stuff. That's it just it really blows my mind. First of all, that we we read about this stuff with chemical weapons being so dangerous and the horrors. I mean, if you saw these videos and photos, the stuff that's apparently fake, like see the videos are what's happening to the people in the videos is real yeah but the, the the reason they'll say like it's fake is like based like oh this didn't happen then this happened some other time but and they got a picture of like the film set or something they're like yeah see this it's like okay well how do you think they're filming it in the first place they have to have cameras rolling basically 24 7 so it's like someone got the footage of them not yeah like dude everybody, everybody has a phone with a video camera on it like yeah, if something happens, there's going to be, a, especially in an 
like a highly populated urban center like this, there's going to be at least like one person that's going to pull out their phone and start filming, you know? like Yeah, so I'm like, you take that person's phone recording of the film crew that's actually there getting paid to do this, like yeah. the news report people, and they're like, see, it's all staged, they're setting it up, I'm like... They're definitely going to highlight important parts of it, but it's not like it didn't happen. Like, yeah, yeah. they're going to set a scene. They're not just going to find some random person that might not want to be filmed with their eyes burning out of their head trying to get them on camera. So since then, thousands of estimated 100,000 people still living in Duma have left on buses heading north. More were expected to leave on Wednesday. Duma was the last holdout in eastern Ghouta after other rebel groups agreed to leave other parts of the region which had been under siege for years and were subjected to multiple chemical attacks in the past. So like you're saying with the siege war, you said it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. This is a way the Syrian government, in my mind, wrapped up the siege to get in there faster by getting these rebel groups to say we're never going to leave even a week after the attack and everyone's yeah. suffering. We're not going to leave. This is our place. Then they eventually leave because they're like, oh, we can't handle it. We're in too much pain. It's like they used a chemical weapon attack to get these people to flee so they could win the siege war and take over this place. This was the worst incident in 2013 when more than 1,000 people died after the Syrian government launched attacks using nerve agents, which nearly prompted a U.S. intervention in the war. The possibility of Western intervention against Assad was heightened on Tuesday after Russia and its Western opponents, the U.S., U.K., and France, respectively vetoed during resolutions at the U.N. Security Council over the latest atrocity. The U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights said the world must react to the use of chemical weapons or risk dire consequences. After decades when we thought we had successfully outlawed the use of chemical and biological weapons, the world is sitting idly by while there is use becoming normalized in Syria. So this collective shrug to yet another possible use of one of the most ghastly weapons ever devised by man is incredibly dangerous. So after all these readings... I, it's, it, it, in my opinion, and my conclusion of it all, it was staged, it was a cover-up type thing, but the Syrian government used it to get these people out. It was an excuse for them to use chemical weapons and get these people out and end the siege war, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. I didn't know a whole lot about the siege war. I didn't read any of that. And then next thing I know, I'm reading it in the article that I printed out. So it's it's it it, it, it really blows my mind how we can treat another person like this i mean if you've read anything the government obviously the government is not perfect but it's, it's just crazy to think where we talk about the u.s being such a bad force and being such a powerful force there's other governments out there with the same ideas and same aspects as us and we're willing to get to our goal anyway by sacrificing anybody along the way we're willing to step on anybody's throat yeah yeah I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think, and hopefully we, me, at least me and you educated some people out there on this situation that is happening in our time period right now. Like, this is, this is recent news. This isn't something that happened 40, 50 years ago. This isn't some secret oh, yeah. thing that got established. This is stuff that's coming out now, so there's going to be more recent findings, but it's, it's nice to educate on a specific subject, especially one so interesting on a place I've never really taken the time into looking into. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you coming down, John, and being like kind of my student in a way. I, even though you taught me, I think, more than I taught you. I was just reading off an article, but it was nice to feel like I'm not just talking to a wall. Yeah, thanks well, for having me. Yeah.